Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My girlfriend got an illegal Airbnb ring in her apartment complex busted. We live in a new and small apartment complex, only 40 units within two buildings. It's very low key and within walking distance to our downtown. It's very affordable for how convenient a location it is. Back in September, we noticed the vacant unit beside us was getting moved into by a new tenant with furniture, decor, etc. One weekend, not long after moving in, we heard what sounded like a little party with music and loud voices well past midnight. We heard a lot of people coming in and out of the front door, but letting the door slam each time to where it shook the walls. Maybe they were having a housewarming party or a friend's get-together at the new place. So we brushed it under the rug as a one-off incident. For the next few weeks, we noticed a variety of people coming in and out of this apartment, and none of them seemed to be the same individuals. Parking also started to become much more busy than usual, as well as the cars kept changing. So something seemed off. My girlfriend started working night shift for her job not long after the neighboring apartment became occupied. She is a light sleeper and noticed that all throughout the morning and before going to work, the neighbor's door was always slamming and shaking the walls. She understands that people are active in the day and she can't ask people to cater to her night shift needs, but she felt the constant slamming of doors was not only disruptive, but unusual behavior. One particular morning was the straw that broke the camel's back. She'd finally had enough because of the effect it was having on her sleep. She wanted to see who was slamming the door. She heard the door slamming around 10.30 a.m. and got up and witnessed people walking to their car with suitcases and leaving. Soon after, a man arrived and pulled up the front doormat and retrieved a key and let two women with cleaning supplies into the apartment. Each time they entered or left, the door would slam and shake the wall. Seeing this, she searched Airbnb and almost immediately found the rental unit next door same floor plans wall paint flooring etc to our surprise and anger we found a total of four listings in our apartment complex alone on the host profile that is 10 percent of the apartments in our building through the listings we found the individual's linkedin and business website on his website he claims that he does something called rental arbitrage essentially this is renting out a long-term rental on a short-term basis lease an apartment and rent it on airbnb for profit now this can be done legally with the landlord's permission but the lease agreement does not allow for subletting or short-term rentals. They were renting out three of the four ground-end units offered, units with unique floor plans. The fourth unit was a handicap-accessible unit. That's right. This man and his business partner leased an apartment meant for accommodating people with disabilities with the intention of using it for his little short-term business empire that he was trying to build. Our city and region, like in other places, has been feeling the squeeze on apartment availability. And these idiots are contributing to the problem. It was at this point we took this personally, as we had our own problems dealing with apartment availability, waitlist, disappointment, and frustration. My girlfriend called the leasing office and notified them that the neighboring unit is being rented out on Airbnb and asked if that was allowed to which the office gave
gave an emphatic absolutely not and asked for the listings to be sent to them in an email later that day the office called her back and said they notified the tenants that they will be inspecting the apartments the following afternoon after the inspection was completed the office notified that they had sent a cease and desist dosen of any rental activities outside the lease agreement or face eviction they also informed us that you should not have any problems concerning the matter and if you do don't hesitate to give us a call now this jerk has four leases he's stuck paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for and he can't make any more money through airbnb he's bleeding money at the tune of about 6k per month his only legal options are to continue paying for them or to break the leases and vacate last week we watched as movers emptied out the apartments i'm sure they lost deposits and or were penalized for breaking the leases a very expensive lesson for being a greedy entrepreneur don't be idiots folks also don't anger a night shifter trying to sleep all right first of all great revenge definitely deserved the one thing i don't quite understand though and i think there might be something a little bit fishy going on here is the same leasing department office rented four apartments to the same person even though subletting isn't allowed like what did they think was going to happen there they were going to live in all four apartments at once surely something dodgy is going on there i've got to say though i've never worked night shifts thankfully and i really hope i never do because doing this trying to sleep in the middle of the night with doors smashing around you even if there aren't like fake and illegal airbnbs about just people being loud in the middle of the day as people are that would be disgusting any of you work night shifts let me know how is it now before we get into our next story i have a very special announcement for you after an insane amount of demand from you guys i'm delighted to say that i've released some limited edition not today karen merch picture this you're out and about in the streets and a wild karen appears and starts confronting you what do you do well normally you have to talk to a witch like this however get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it laugh and walk away how easy is that the link is down in the description if you like what you see go ahead check the stuff out i think they'd make a great christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself as always it's official stuff from the very best supplier so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel with that being said let's carry on drank a beer so i wouldn't be forced to babysit for my aunt my aunt who is now 40 has three kids under the age of 10 At every family gathering, I, a 23-year-old male, become the de facto babysitter, despite me not wanting to, so the adults can drink. It was her birthday dinner yesterday, and my mum promised me that I wouldn't have to babysit and that the kids would be at a friend's house. The first step I take into their home is greeted by two ear-splitting screams about how much the kids miss me and one toddlery yodeling. I immediately realise I might have been lied to. Normally, I don't drink. I'm a huge lightweight. But since this was a special occasion, I had made some plans. So my aunt enters the hall to greet my mum while I reach into my backpack and walk into the living room and crack one out of two 12% Viking beers that I'd special order for me and my uncle. He likes weird beer. And we start drinking. About three minutes later, my aunt sees the can and starts screaming at me for drinking while watching the kids. I only hear distant screaming. I repeat my mum's promise and she calls me the R word when they're clearly staying here. So I reach up my hand and say, 200 bucks for emergency babysitting and I won't finish this beer. She says, heck no. So I chug the half litre can to the loud cheers and laughs from my dad and uncle. When I'm done, I say, birth happy day, mummy sister, with a burp. My mum just looks hugely embarrassed for my aunts. My designated driver dad ends up watching them the entire night instead. I think he might schedule a vasectomy soon. Yeah, perfect. I mean, this is exactly what you should do in this situation. You should not be conned and tricked into babysitting just because you're the youngest adult there. If anything, you should have the least responsibility because you're the youngest adult there. Look, I'm 24 and I'm also a man, debatably. And I can't think of anything worse than not being allowed to drink and look after horrible young children, uh, to be honest with you. So, fair play. F that. 
you got no responsibility. You're 23. Down your beer and enjoy it. Shame me for being an unmarried mother in front of my kids. I'll show you how much of a sham your marriage is. My next door neighbors have rubbed me the wrong way ever since I moved here three years ago. The husband, let's call him Mike, struck me as a little sleazy. And the wife, we'll call her Sharon, seemed nosy and judgmental as heck. But I know myself. I know I'm quick to judge and get stuck in a certain opinion of people. My daughter is about the same age as theirs. Let's call her Maria. And she has a bit of trouble making friends. So when Sharon suggested they have weekly playdates alternating between their house and mine, I put my dislike of her aside and agreed. It all seemed to be going fine for a while, but my daughter eventually seemed less enthusiastic about going over to their place. I talked to her about it and she admitted she didn't like Sharon. Apparently, Sharon had been watching them play and directing them on how to play, and she often interrupted to ask my daughter intrusive questions about our family, especially about my kid's paternity. My daughter is a picky eater, so to start with, I would send her over with snacks I know she can eat in case there was nothing there that she could my daughter has told me she didn't need those snacks because they had food there she could eat but it turns out that sharon had told her she was being rude for bringing her own food to someone else's house and if she wanted to eat she had to eat what sharon gave her so of course she just didn't eat there on top of that sharon would invite my daughter to sunday school every time and had gotten very pushy even though she consistently said no now my daughter still wanted to play with maria so we decided the playdates could continue but only if they were at our place i made my excuses to Sharon and initially she agreed to only have playdates at my house. But when Sharon and Maria showed up, they both came inside instead of Sharon leaving Maria at the door as usual. In front of her daughter, my daughter, and my son, Sharon said they'd been praying about it as a family and God had guided them and told them not to leave their daughter with an unmarried mother because apparently it shows I can't make good choices and they're worried that I would influence her to make poor decisions with her life and stray from her faith. And then they left. So I was right about Sharon being nosy and judgmental. I decided to find out if I was right about Mike. I made accounts on Instagram and Facebook, posing as an attractive young lady with lots of somewhat local friends. I followed him on Instagram and he followed back. He immediately messaged me and the messages quickly went from vaguely flirty to obviously trying to get some. I then took screenshots of the messages and sent them to Sharon in a Facebook message. I didn't get a response, but I did see Mike storming out of the house with a small suitcase and driving off rather recklessly. He did come back a couple of days later, so I haven't destroyed their marriage or anything, but I definitely put a dent in it. You know what? love about this revenge is that that last bit was just so unnecessary like that is the beauty of this subreddit right it is petty and i love it but there's just no need i guess to get back at her but still really unnecessary stuff but fantastic petty revenge nonetheless just showing that yeah i might not be married but what is marriage when you're married to someone like mike who will get catfished by me embarrassed mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, for our final story of today's episode, we're going over to r slash pro revenge to end this one with something a little bit more serious. Stiff me on overtime, cue the long, expensive revenge. This happened in the early 2000s when I joined a startup. We agreed on a salary and no paid overtime and an evaluation in three months and then annually. Standard stuff mostly. It was a very mediocre salary for the work, but I really liked work itself, which was extremely interesting and challenging. 
For me, even if the finances were so-so, I felt I'd learn a lot of skills which would be useful in the future. After three years and having 10 decent clients and a bunch of clients trialing and money rolling in, the talk turned to back pay and paid overtime, plus compensating for past overtime. At that point, around $50,000 in overtime had been accrued, which is a lot. Legally, it couldn't be back pay, so the talk was always of a discretionary bonus. Now, at this point, everyone is okay with this, myself included, and this was discussed in writing via company emails too, so I felt secure and that no bad will was in play. I felt the company should be able to afford the payment. Equally, I'd happily settle for equity at a discount, which is legally possible there, if cash flow was an issue. The discussions about back pay and possible equity had started to drag on, and I was getting irked by this. In the end, I was made an offer of equity, which meant the company valuation was far beyond anything reasonable in the hundreds of millions, and I'd get a minuscule stake, less than 0.01% of a company with nine employees and a projected annual turnover of around 2 million. It was an FU of sorts to stiff me out of my money, and I didn't want to take that line down. To say I was furious was an understatement. Anyway, the day he made that offer, I handed in my resignation. This sent the CTO into panic mode because the CEO had refused an updated contract and I was still on a one-month notice period. Plus, I had a lot of untaken paid leave. Basically, it meant I was walking out right then and there. So off I went that very same day to the shock and surprise of everyone, I guess. The next day, I sent an official registered letter requesting my overtime slash back pay and received a negative response, which I followed up with another detailed demand. This was also rejected because the bonus was discretionary and there is no overtime. However, I've been seeking legal advice and I understood that they don't have a leg to stand on if I'm willing to pay for an attorney. As the liability in such matters is firmly and 100% on the employer, I was willing. You need to understand that going to a lawyer was very rare in those parts back then. So companies didn't generally expect this outcome. Things have since changed. When going through the applicable laws with the attorney, I noticed there is a limitation of seven years. So while my attorney was laying out what to do in order to get me my money in as little as a few weeks i just asked him what if we wait until it's six years and 11 months after the transgression and then file demanding interest i wanted this because the law stated that back pay is due at a nine percent apr above the base rate which was roughly three percent at that time accrued daily for every day past the due date We're looking at roughly 12 to 12.5% compound daily APR. The risk is that the company folds in that time, but I decided to take that risk. I sent one final letter stating that I expect all the owed and accrued amounts to date to be paid immediately. And of course, nothing happened, which is what OP wanted. So then for the next few years, life rolled on. The company did grow and became a known player in the area. When the time came, I found an attorney and I started my case. We had copies of all the communications, copies of the registered letters and responses. The back pay demanded now, including interest, was $112,000. What I didn't know was that in addition to this, that there are fixed penalties for each instruction to perform uncompensated overtime. The total demand was something like 135,000. To say that the CEO, who was still CEO, lost his head would be an understatement. I got a very verbally abusive phone call, which I dutifully recorded, as it wasn't completely unexpected, and was added to the filing. The CEO fought, or tried to, but when the judge heard the phone call, he took an immediate dim view. Reading through all the communication just put more nails in the defense's coffin. The judge just ruled and instructed the company to pay immediately and without delay and also ordered the company to pay all my legal costs. They also got a full audit from the Department of Labor. 
The company paid up a week later. To add insult to injury, the evening of the court's decision, the CEO apparently got very drunk and crashed his car into another vehicle while drunk. He got a DUI conviction and lost his driving license for half a year, and his insurance refused to pay out for the damages to his vehicle, a brand new Mercedes S-Class, as he was drunk. All in all, a glorious day. Wow, I'm not sure I've seen a revenge quite like this in terms of having the patience to literally just do nothing for seven years, or I guess six years and 11 months, and then come back in with what you knew you were gonna get. So you've gone from getting 50K seven years ago to now getting $135,000 in just seven years. What a fantastic investment that is. I mean, who knows? As you say, maybe your company didn't expect you to get an attorney involved. Maybe that was less of a thing back then. But even still, knowing in the back of their minds, maybe they didn't know that this was a thing, this seven-year rule, and that they were gonna have to pay you an extra $85,000 than what they would have had to pay had they done it straight away is nuts. So good from you. In my mind, I just picture you every Christmas chilling in your armchair thinking, yeah, I've just made another 15K this year doing absolutely nothing and I'm gonna get it in the next year or whenever it is in five, four, three years. Cutting that time down literally just chilling and waiting for the inevitable. So good. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Revenge. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want more from me right away, check out the playlist on screen of my other Revenge stories. Also linked down below in the description and the pinned comments. If you are new to my channel and you haven't already done so, hit the follow button, subscribe, whatever platform you're on, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow for a brand new Reddit episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.